0: And
1: shivers down your spine I get the point from Dan, which means it's time to start <laughs> Alright, uh, so this is our first bonus episode Or, as I like to call it, our first bonus episode oh, <laughs> Skeletons <man>. <laughs> <laughs> Which we're going to be talking a lot about real skeletons today Because we're going to be going over cursed films Namely the two films that we already covered last episode The Exorcist and Poltergeist Two movies that have a long history of uh, reportedly being cursed, having uh, strange phenomena and tragedies around them, uh, their production and their release. Um, I'm glad that we didn't touch any of this in the episode last time because what we probably knew about these movies going into last episode was probably exactly what the people that did the doc wanted us to not. Like they up top when you probably know all this bullshit, right? It's not real. It's not real. Here's what's going on, and here's why you should feel sad about everything that you're feeling.
0: Well, and I really appreciated that out of this documentary. It, there's two short. It's a short documentary series yes. on Shudder. So I should preface,
1: um, in order to get the to get access to this uh this miniseries and a couple movies that we're gonna be putting out on our uh, our Instagrams for um, spooktember. Or Spooktember and into probably Spooktober. Yes. Um, we said we would try to do a lot of streaming service type movies um so that you guys could watch them along with us. Um and then I got the free trial for Shutter which is a, you have to pay for it. It's it's an addition onto Prime. It's $6 it's a six month. It's $6 so now I thought it was way more. Yeah. <laughs> so which was the one of the only things keeping me from getting it. So it's $6 a month um and it can be an extension of if you have Prime Video. First of all, if you're a student, get Prime Video. Because you can get Amazon uh, Prime Student, which is awesome. It's a reduced rate. Oh, yeah. Uh, you get Prime Video and, and, free, shipping. That, and free shipping. Uh, this is not an ad for Amazon. Um, but they do have uh, the addendums to the Prime Video. You can get Shutter, which is what we did. So uh, unlike every other free trial that I've had, which is like a month, this is seven days. Yes. So we're crushing it. In seven days. I did almost all the work that I possibly could for this week, school-wise, like, right when I got home today. So we could just (laughs) go on a Shudder Bender. Just all week. Shudder, so far,
0: is awesome. It's fantastic. It's
1: full of modern horror movies, things that you definitely haven't heard of before, because a lot of them are Shudder originals. And uh, a lot of really old ones. Like When I was yeah. looking through the catalog, I found um, the original Prom Night that we talked about in our first episode with Amy Lee Curtis. All of the original Phantasms are on there. Which I'm looking forward to finally Man. having a chance to watch. Well, we over Phantasm eventually. It'll be a trip. It's a really, really good. I haven't seen any other movies. But Phantasm is is very
0: good. Awesome.
1: Um and then they got a bunch of, of like of documentaries on there, too. There's yeah. one about um, legendary makeup director Tom Savini. Um, there's one about, I think, the career as, in general of Kane Hodder, Kane Hodder. who oh. is a notoriously well-known actor
0: for playing Jason Voorhees. On um, Friday the 13th series. And he was in the Hatchet films. Yes, right?
1: he's also Victor Crowley in Hatchet. Which man? We gotta get to Hatchet too. We'll get there. It, man, there's so much fun. <laughs> um, also, there's horror noir, which I really want to talk about. Well, originally I-, I was hoping that if Candyman hadn't been pushed back, we could do maybe a week, um, maybe have another episode on horror noir, so we can mm-hmm. talk about um, the history of African Americans in in horror. Because that documentary looks great. Tony Todd is on Tony it. Todd. Jordan Peele is on it um I, I can't wait to watch it and then the other big sell was the cursed film documentary series so upon watching them so they got the exorcist
0: they got the pol- they got poltergeist um then they also have the omen yes. the crow and there was one more the twilight zone movie. the twilight zone movie which um
1: i don't know if so much as cursed as there definitely were people that died in the making of that okay and the director it's totally his fault mm. but that's beside the point. The point is, so the ones that we focused on specifically are The Exorcist and Poltergeist because they have the most supernatural, woo woo, like wiggity, like spooky stuff surrounding them. <laughs> woo <Ooh-y-woo> woo <laughs> is what I would call the set burning down,
0: that's you know. <laughs> like minus the bedroom. Uh,
1: yes, that's true. Um, so The Exorcist, if. People don't know it. and if you didn't listen to our last episode, The Exorcist is about demons possessing a uh, Zuzu. small girl, and uh, it's awesome. You should definitely watch it. It's you should right. also listen to our last episode and then watch it. <laughs> Shameless self-plugs. Also, I really hope Shudder comes to us and was like, hey, you guys want to get sponsored? Because all oh, I would God. really want, even if we didn't get paid, if it was just Can like, we just we'll offer you a free subscription to Shudder just to <laughs> talk about how great it is, and I'd be like, I'm... I'll we'll do about it. it, and I'm not even paying for it, <laughs> yet. so I don't care. I'll do whatever. Uh, so, The Exorcist, um, for obvious reasons, sparked a lot of controversy when it came out. Oh yeah, the Catholic Church was not okay,
0: not happy with with
1: it. a lot of stuff. I love that the the this was so the movie came out in 73, Seventy in nineteen seventy two. The year before this movie came out, the Pope came out and was like, Catholics don't believe in evil as much as they should. And that's a shame. And then this movie came out, and they're like, <laughs> you guys should really get into demons. They're a big deal and should be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Which, like, cool. <laughs> I mean, that's a great selling point <laughs> for the movie. Uh, so, some of the big stories surrounding it um, involve uh, There were fires on the set. Fires on Most the set. Most of their... Inter- so, they, saw, they shot in a lot of the movie in uh, closed sets in Manhattan. And a bunch of those sets burned down. Mm-hmm. Except... Except for the bedroom, the bedroom set, where the exorcism takes place, mm-hmm. so that freaked out a lot of people in production so much that they brought they in brought a Jesuit
0: priest to bless the set.
1: Which, like, I think I mentioned it last time, like when you got priests on your on your demon movie set, like you're like, this is the real deal. We are. Happening. This is for sure. Um, and then a lot of the other controversies. I mean, I think the, the, the controversies can be spread into three sections. There's The happenstance, like, the fires, Mm -hmm. you know, all the weird coincidences, like, um, it looks like Max von Sydow's brother, the guy that plays Father Marin,
0: his brother died. On the first day of production. Yes.
1: Which, that's just a coincidence. Like, in all likelihood, that is probably a coincidence. Um, I have in my notes, Linda Blair death died. I don't know what that means. Her grandfather died. Her grandfather died. During the production. Yes. So, a lot of these are coincidental and poltergeist is is fraught with coincidental tragedies um which we'll get to so they got the kind of happenstance ones you have the um the more like kubrickian kind of ancient kind of hollywood
0: directing strategies which are just like they're just like we're gonna be mean to you to get the best performance out of i mean i
1: definitely can see where they're coming from um and I think as an actor, I obviously would not appreciate it, but mm. I, I feel like I'd be the kind of person that also, in retrospect, would go,
0: you know what? I it, like looking it, back yeah. is different than, like, in the moment, you're probably like, well, this sucks. they are throwing me backwards in a room. Yes. But then afterwards, you're like, but it got me to do a really good performance mm. for this movie. So the
1: the those uh, instances that we're talking about all kind of center around the director, William Friedkin, who... Uh, In the docuseries, Linda Blair, who plays Reagan, up top says that he's a genius. Oh, yeah. Which is exactly what uh, Shelley Duvall said about um, Stanley Kubrick Kubrick when he notoriously treated her like garbage on the the set of of The Shining. Shining. Um, And I think that that does have the resonance of you know, they made one of the greatest horror movies, and by extension, movies of all time. Oh, yeah. They did something right. Mm -hmm. You know, so I guess I could see where the angle comes in. So William Friedkin, it looks like, was really trying. He wanted to get the most realistic reactions out of his actors as he possibly could, and he did not pull any punches with what it took to get them. No. So, uh, they. So there's several scenes where he decided that whatever effect was going to be working. a lot, There was a lot of wire work in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Linda Blair was um, strapped to her bed. She was bed. Like, sewn
0: into a costume Yes, on the Which set. is
1: crazy that they decided they were going to do that and not just have her like flip around. Like, cause yeah. it, it wouldn't look authentic. And I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had sewn Linda Blair. For the scene in the movie where she... It's the first time that I believe her mother really sees what's going on. It's when the doctors come yeah. to assess her. And she is just violently thrashing on her bed. Oh, yeah. Visibly against her will. Um, And they achieve that, like you said, by uh, sewing her into a costume. And just having a guy underneath just wailing. Yeah, like it looked like she was headbanging with her entire body against (laughs) her will. And she is screaming in terror. She's crying. Um... And it, it works. It, it, it absolutely works. works. It very much Except that is. according to Linda Blair, um, she didn't know how aggressive they were gonna do it, to the point that it screwed up her back. Yeah, it, like really badly. Whatever. Uh, I had it written out. It looked like um, they it fractured her back. Yeah. During the course of it, and the shot that fractured her back is in it's the, the one movie, that they used. Which I mean, I can see why. Obviously, it has the the greatest effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still not okay. <laughs> yeah. It really isn't. I kept, our roommate, Kevin, really uh, hit it on that. He was like, this is kind of before unions were, like, really standing up for the actors. This is probably mm-hmm. back in the day that, like, the director is God. Yeah. And you are an actor that can be replaced at the drop of a hat. Like, you speak up. You have the, you know, unfortunate mm-hmm. likelihood that you could be kicked from the project because it's mm-hmm. the director's baby. The, pro- the production company has put all of their faith in the director and says, whatever you do that makes us money, do whatever you want. Do whatever you need to. Like to get they were hands happen. off. Like, here's a bunch of money. Make us back all of our money and more. And do whatever you want. Yeah. Like we, we don't care. Um which we'll get to about what they want about money later. Uh so that kind of left Friedkin to do kind of to go what crazy. To, and Yeah. Do whatever his heart his little heart desire. Man and this um, other one, um, the mother Chris, uh, who's played by uh, Burstyn, I had I forgot her name. Eileen? Yes, no, that was the that's um, in Poltergeist. Yes. So the uh, the actress who plays uh, Chris McNeil, there's a scene where Reagan slaps her mother while she's in the throes throes of being possessed, and uh, knocks her to the ground into like a dresser. And it's very, I mean, they needed wires for it because the girl is supposed to have supernatural
0: strength. Yeah, which 14-year-old um, Linda Blair did not exactly no. possess. No, and clearly, I mean,
1: even if she did have that strength, they weren't going to be like, slap her as hard as you can so that it throws her into a wall. Because that would also be detrimental to the the process. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, old Willie pulled a freaking and told the guy pulling the, the the harness, he's like, so you're doing a great Really just, I think the
0: word they used was, was give it to her. Oh, yeah, he went, yeah, it's got to be something like, give her everything you got. Yeah, like, and imagine, like, again, these are guys that their
1: job is to, like, move stuff. Like, they are grips on movies. They're cameramen. They're set dressers. Like, these are guys that move shit all the time. Oh, yeah. Big dudes. Yeah, these guys are are strong. Like, this guy is probably twice this woman's weight, half of which is muscle. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's yanking on a cord to act to already, like, without any more strength, to yank her back into a convincing, like, throw. Mm-hmm. And that now he's being told by the director, just yank as
0: hard as you humanly can. And we don't tell the actor. And we're not gonna tell her. Because we want to find yeah, out. Because we just we want the you know the, the most, most real, real reaction. Uh so
1: that led to Uh, the actual diagnosis of the injury I didn't have written down, but uh, it also screwed up her back, something Mm -hmm. so terribly that she still has problems with it to To the day. Uh, And he, again, he just kind of just told her, yeah, Carter, and didn't tell anyone. And,
0: again, that's the take that's in the movie. He's very much gung-ho for whatever's the most aggressive take is the one I'm going to use. And you got to think, like, he probably was
1: doing it all day and it was it was just it was just fine, it was good. But he's like, I want the one that's got the edge. We're gonna do it one time and that's gonna be the one I take. Cause I because mm. again we were talking about how he wanted to make like a movie that changed the way movies, horror movies were seen. Yeah. And he was gonna do whatever it took. I mean I admire his like tenaciousness. Um especially after the facts uh but like you could have clued in a little bit, like okay, it's gonna be bad, like because if if someone had told me like we're gonna yank you as hard as we can, like even if they told me, I still would be surprised. Yeah, you <laughs> like prep is... yourself a little bit. Yeah, I could be to, like, like I mercy. could be like, I'm gonna land on my butt or something like that. I'd then still, as soon as it happens, yeah, you're out of control. I still would be terrified, like the, the the shock would still be on my face. Like mm-hmm. I guess you know, there's there's a middle ground that you could go to with it. Um. uh So and the, so that's the second kind of. The controversies around the movie kind of have to do with the injuries, all that kind of stuff. Uh, the director, I would, I would say the filming, because yeah. I also want to touch on Paul Bateson, who uh, we mentioned last time was one of the real life um, techs in the uh, MRI, yeah, even. in the New York City, in the New York Medical Center, yes, which they filmed for real in. So, and we got some more background about it, is that the, the gentleman who actually was the radiologist, who worked at the New York City Medical Medical Center, who played himself in the movie, he's the guy with the mustache and the glasses, they they talked, he apparently uh, had been doing a procedure, and William Friedkin had seen it and said, hey, we want to have this in the movie, because it, they said it, because like, it looked gross and scary. He's mm-hmm. like, I want that in my horror movie. So... So he, can we use you? Yeah, can, can you just do it? And he's like, yeah, sure. Um, and uh, because they just used whoever was actually doing it, um, one of the people that was in the scene was chief neuroradiology tech Paul Bateson, who this radiologist said had worked with for four years. He was always in there. He said he was a nice guy. He was always great with the patients. You know, he's kind of quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, again, this movie came out in 73, Four years later, he uh, murdered Variety Report. A Variety Report. Like, yeah. he murdered a, a journalist. Yeah. That he knew... I mean, I don't think it was... It, it definitely wasn't purposeful because it was... Well, he called it, what, a crime of
0: passion? Because they
1: knew each other. They, they were sleeping together. Um, he, they were doing drugs. They were They, they were doing drugs. He was involved. I saw, like... A, I don't know if this really pertained much to the case, but it said that he was involved in the local, like, underground, like, SNM gay scene. Oh. Um, I think that was just to scare people. It, you know, it was, back in, it was back in the 70s, so, like, they still were, like, not okay with the homosexual, quote-unquote, agenda, or whatever. But, um... Either way, he murdered this person, and mm-hmm. he called the police and confessed. Well, he him. turned himself in. Well, he 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 didn't like. I mean, again, like he didn't say like this is Paul Bates and like yeah I killed. He this was like I did. He's this. like I killed them. You know, this is the reason. Like, they came over and they got into an argument, and he ended up strangling him and stabbing him. Uh, and he said that if he got caught, his biggest worry was that he wouldn't be able to practice again. So. Julie, this guy, loved his job. Oh, yeah. Um, and seemed, you know, kind of, like, this guy wasn't, like, a psychopath. He wasn't, like, a, like, a, like a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Um, as the legends that I heard originally were that he yeah. was a serial killer um, who was operating in the same kind of area, who was himself gay. I think that's where the correlation came, is that he, okay. he preyed on uh, gay men in the club scene. Um and kind of I mean it was also I mean it's like kind of a, a sleazier underground era that a lot of people don't know a lot about so mm-hmm. it's it's easy to you know equate that tie that with this very creepy you know horror movie yeah um but again it is just a coincidence but it does have to do with filming because he's in the movie he is he's the only other guy like when they're doing that scene you know the doctor is prepping him but like Paul is like full fake he's got lines he's yep. telling her like you know like this is what's gonna be like and it's just, it's just weird. Like, yeah. I, like, earlier this year, um, because it was on Netflix and I'd never seen it, I watched the the first Naked Gun movie. Oh. And O.J. Simpson's in that movie. He's in the whole franchise. Oh. So, and it's just, it's very eerie. Because, mm-hmm. spoiler alert, he's a murderer. Mm. He got acquitted of it, but he killed two people. Um, and, I mean, obviously this is before all of that. Yeah. Um. And same with with Bateson, but it's still just creepy. Mm -hmm. Because, like, they haven't... It's the same thing with watching things with actors that are dead. It's that same sort of eerie feeling um, that kind of universally makes things very... Like, it makes them stand out. Yeah. So I think if the actresses hadn't been as controversial in the press, it probably still would have had a large cult following for years just because, like, you know there's, like, a guy that killed a a reporter? Oh, yeah. Um... And then the third kind of section is all of the, uh... The here, audience reactions? The quote-unquote audience reactions. So, okay, next as this comes out, Warner Brothers is very afraid that no one will go see it. Because obviously it's, it's one of the first, like, big devil movies. It's very unapologetically, like, a pseudo-blasphemous sort of thing um, upon first glance... Uh, and, uh, it sh- turns out, Linda Blair confirmed this, because she talked to one of the ladies who worked for publishing, is that like, Warner Bros. just made up a bunch of stories. Oh, yeah. About what The Exorcist did, like, people were said to faint at the sight of, like, watching the movie, P- people, women did... were having miscarriages. Yeah, all this wild stuff, like, and then you, you couple that with, like, the fires on sets, the Jesuit priests blessing everything, you know the injuries on set, all of this stuff, and Linda Blair had bodyguards. Lin- and that's another thing that we'll get into a lot with with Poltergeist is a lot of these curses really kind of persist because of the audience yes. and the fan base to the point that people forget that no matter what it happened, it was real. People mm-hmm. were involved, and this happened. Yeah, like. You can say about like you know like okay like you know that Linda Blair like broke her back on this set. like yeah she probably still has problems with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I read so I mentioned before that the set they built her bedroom set in a refrigerator, which maybe why it didn't burn down. I'm gonna oh, that's I'm gonna true. debug that rumor. Um, I don't know anything. But I'm just gonna just put on my little detective head and be like, oh, it didn't burn down because it was in a refrigerator. Um, but she still to this day hates being in the cold, like mm-hmm. al- almost like a like a pathological fear. She hates the cold.
0: I also love that she like rescues dogs Dude, all the time. She now she
1: is so great. She's uh a, she donates a lot to uh, animal rescue um, campaigns. She is a, a a vegan advocate. Like she does okay. gives a lot in that community, and she rescues dogs. Um, she's on that Animal Planet show Pit Boss. She was uh, featured heavily on that all the time. I love that. Um, so, yeah, she's just a woman. She's an actress. Okay, like, I know that she she portrayed a demon. Like, she portrayed a girl possessed. But, like, like there were fans, like, after that were like, are you mentally ill? Like, all this, like, are you a Christian? Like, it doesn't matter. She's an, actress. an actress. Like, she's playing pretend yeah. for your entertainment. Mm-hmm. And you're taking it so seriously to the point that people are stalking her. They're calling her all time. She's, at the time, 14 years old. So yeah. She's not an adult. She can't just deal with all this because even a normal person can't deal with that kind of stuff. Because well, like she was ostracized at school for it. I mean, and they brought up a good point where it's like the kid from The Omen wasn't an ostracized. And they kind of they kind of insinuate that because she's a woman that portrayed this like blasphemous character, that that's part of the reason. And that very much might be maybe in like a subconscious era. Yeah. But I kind of pointed it out when we were saying like, the kid that made the um, that made the um, almost and the Omen, um, was like 7 years old like he's like he's a little boy and little boys change in appearance okay. very quickly you could easily get a haircut you know you you get tattoos you lose a bunch of weight you work out like it's very easy i think for for younger children to not look the same as they do i mean linda blair now looks very similar to how she looked when she was younger yeah granted she was also 14 and wasn't a young young child mm-hmm um so I'm, that may, or may be, like a, a two way street there but uh, i mean i think it's just the, the the negative implications that like this just to make money like the studio was like if we scare the hell out of people they were saying that the projectors like the films like the actual film itself had like demons inside
0: it yeah like if they played the movie demons yeah, were going to like this projecting the film would like invite
1: demons in and it's just like Whatever it takes to sell movies, sure, but like they brought up a good point in, in a roundabout sort of They, they talked to a real exorcist in the, in the actual thing. <laughs> I don't want to talk too much about it because it, it truly does not matter. But they just, it, like, they were talking about, like, yeah, now people didn't know, like, people around the world now know what exorcisms are that probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have known if, if not for the exorcist. Oh, yeah. And take that however you will. That could be a positive thing, that could be a negative thing, depending on what you believe. I'm just saying that that's the impact that it had mm-hmm. with everything that comes with it. So, I mean, it's it's notorious for a reason, because it was oh, yeah. made notorious. Um, and I've, it also helps it's a good movie, because it, it could have been crap. It could and, have been garbage. You know, so, <laughs> before I get even more heated, I want to move on to Poltergeist. <laughs> Which is a lot more somber. Um, y-
0: yeah, the reality behind Poltergeist is just a lot more sad. And you know,
1: because it was already sad, but the way that they went about with why it was even more sad just really broke me. And really does kind to show that people are garbage sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like So, the big thing with Poltergeist are the deaths. Yes. Um, the actress who played Carol Ann, Heather O'Rourke sadly passed away. During and, production of Poltergeist 3. Yes, so... Uh, Heather O'Rourke reprised Caroline in Poltergeist 2, the other side, and Poltergeist 3. And during the production of Poltergeist 3, uh, she had been diagnosed with Crohn's disease. Uh, and, and was, was getting treatment. Yeah, she was oh, yeah. getting treatment, which were steroids and other medication to treat like inflammation. So yes. Crohn's disease is inflammation of the bowels. Um, turns out she didn't have Crohn's disease. She had a um, an abscess she had an abscess inside intestines. of her intestines, which I mean, it's a congenital thing. It's not something that she you, know, you don't catch Crohn's. It's all congenital. Mm-hmm. Um, but they tr- were treating it with like literally the opposite of what you needed. Yes. So the treatment caused the abscess to break open, and she died of toxic shock. Yeah. And that happens very quickly. Unfortunately, I mean, it's like a lot of the same thing with uh, appendicitis, where it just takes a little bit, and you can die. Well, you could die within a day. I, think, I think, think within hours. I don't know, but I know that we're like, not doctors. Don't ask us. If you have if you have, append- if you have problems like if you have pain around where your appendix is, like go to the hospital. Yeah. Because I mean, even if it's not, I mean, but the, the problem was not only that this woman, that this young actress was. Misdiagnosed to the point of probably death. I mean, there yeah. was a suit filed by her parents against the hospital yeah, for a misdiagnosing. Death, I mean, yeah, but also, I mean, th- this is a kid. I mean, and she was 13 she was at the eleven time. when 11. the eleven when they, I think when they started
0: making it or when she was thirteen when they had the immemoria. Yes, yeah, so, in so I think maybe film.
1: she had been getting treatment since she was eleven and ultimately died at uh, when, she, when she turned thirteen. Um. And it's just it's a it's a horrible thing. I mean and, and there's a lot of movies like like The Crow where an actor dies during the making of the movie and the crew has the tough decision of, do we even finish this movie? Mm-hmm. I mean, not even just like because of the star,
0: but it's like I don't want to release this movie. Yeah,
1: with this dead kid. I mean, that's well, horrible.
0: And the saddest thing with Poltergeist Three is they didn't get to make that decision. No, they did not want to finish the movie because they did not like the ending. Yeah. And basically, the producing company said, "Hey, yeah. we've given you all this money. You're going to finish this movie, and we're putting it out." Yeah. And I, I don't. Toby Hooper didn't direct that last movie. No, they had the director was... of the last movie on. Who they get, the I problem is, really is, they didn't
1: put anyone's names under. They put it for like they put it
0: for like three two seconds, seconds like and then left right it when they
1: came on. It's like you better have been paying attention to it, but I was like really wrapped into what they were saying. But it was the director of Poltergeist three, which we could probably look up immediately. But he was on talking about it, and I mean, it broke my. He was talking about how it I mean, seemed to break his he heart was, too. When he was like, I was filming with her, and she was like, you know, I love what you're doing. Like, I want to be a director when I grow up. Like, can I watch you? You know there was there were scenes that he's like we would do it and she would just think it was like the best thing ever. Oh well, yeah, there's there's a little hand grabbing scene where she yeah. like goes up and down a mirror. And she's and like, like he's like that was the most fun day on set for her. Like oh, that yeah. she told me. So like I mean just adding like insult to injury of like that this truly was someone that had their whole life ahead of them and unfortunately died too young and from something that could have easily been you know checked. True. Um so yeah, MGM decided like you're gonna do this because we have the money, you're under contract, you have to do this. Mm-hmm. And even he's like we made this like shitty ending, yeah, like, with, with, with a double ending. that and he's like, I didn't wanna have to he wearing her costume, like yeah. I didn't wanna do any of this. And the same thing, like and we'll get to it again, but like the entire series cast was also put under the microscope they're like, oh, is it because of the curse? Like, no, she died because she was sick. Like, ghosts didn't cause this. You know, these skeletons, like, real skeletons didn't cause this. It was just an accident. It was just a coincidence, and it was a horrible thing that happened. Yeah. Like, stop trying to take it. So, like, real people are dead. Families are mourning that they now don't have daughters. Yeah.
0: This isn't, like, a joke to them. Like, this is real. Well, like, another thing that really, like, irks me about how MGM continued with it is... They continued filming the day after he was a Paul Bear. The director was a Paul yeah, Bear. Yeah. They had the d- oh, I couldn't they asked him to
1: be a Paul Bear and the look on his face was just like I don't want to be here. Like this is too like I could only imagine what her parents must have been feeling. Yeah. I mean, this is the director who only worked with her on this movie and fell in love with her that Their her parents had to deal with all of this. Yeah. Um just to 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 catch up, um also involved were the deaths of two stars of Poltergeist Two, Julian Beck uh, and Will Sampson, uh, who respectively died of stomach cancer and uh, a heart lung transplant. Um, so, and they were th- those were more. I mean, those are again, sicknesses.
0: Well, and the person who died of stomach cancer, he had to be replaced for the next yeah. movie. Yeah. Well,
1: and it, it's so creepy because they said that they had to
0: fashion like a death mask. Which they can't confirm was taken before or no. after his and death. It, it's very creepy. Like, look up, um, look up, look up,
1: Julian Beck in Poltergeist Two. He's a very scary looking man. Oh like already, so I can just imagine. Like you're wearing this death mask that they like. They made a copy of his face so that you they, he could be in the third movie. And they showed that scene in the third movie. Like the ending that they did shoot. They showed a bit of. And that character is in it, and it it's very disturbing, yeah. how it looks. It's very creepy. Um, so, th- and these were, again, it doesn't make it any better. These were older people that, yes. that, that had struggled with health problems. That it, it still is a shame that they passed away, but the other very tragic death was the murder of Dominique Dunn, who plays um, Sarah... Dana, is Dana's yeah. her name? Um in the original Poltergeist, she's the older sister. Yes, who isn't in a lot of
0: Poltergeist?
1: No, she's just kind of there. She's kind of there because most of the time she's just
0: like go hang out with your friends to stay out of this. Spooky yeah, because house. like
1: she's like a teenager. I mean, she's mostly just like the kind of like she can't be bothered to be like my house is haunted. Like I don't really care. Yeah. Um, the actress was attacked by her ex-boyfriend at her own house after breaking up with him. That mm-hmm. he showed up. Um, they had an argument, which resulted in him strangling her to the point of uh, unconsciousness, and then she died in a coma uh, shortly Shortly after. thereafter, um,
0: so you would think murder, right? He killed yeah, her. That's, I mean, I—that's that's what I was straight up see. murder from an ex-boyfriend. He killed her. He's the cause of her
1: death. Um, they kind of touched on it, and I was—I wasn't—I was taking notes. I didn't know, but I know it really pissed Kevin off. But it ends up that um, he was sentenced to six and a half years in prison, like a ridge off yes. the bat for, ma- for murder. For For I mean, it's second degree murder. It's still yeah. murder, okay? Um, but was released after three and a half years. Um, that's not okay. I don't really. No, that's not, okay, not at all. okay. And it's it's unfortunate because again, it's. People's lives. Like, people yeah. were hurt by this. And in any case where, I mean, O.J. Simpson, you have people who truly don't pay for the crimes of murder. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean this guy, yeah, quote-unquote, did the time. No, he did three and a half years in prison. He did half prison. of the time. Yeah, half of a half of a time. You know, and, you know, her family had to see this guy go free mm-hmm. and live the rest of his life while their daughter is, is Gone. dead. Gone. Which, I mean, it's it's terrible. And a lot of this, the, the, the conspiracy, the curse, like the poltergeist curse, comes from the fact that during the filming of the movie, there's a scene towards the end, we said we didn't want to spoil it, because it's an amazing scene. Please go watch it. It's
0: awesome. Great movie. Great um, scene. There's a
1: scene where Joe Beth Williams is in the family's pool. It's, it's really muddy. It's during a rainstorm, and all of these skeletons they start popping pop, up. Pop, pop up. And they were real skeletons. It, the, the, like the legend the is, legend that, they is that they were real, real skeletons. skeletons that were used. Which, again, I think that's cool. I think that that's a cool like way... I mean, that's like a cool, like, did you know they use real skeletons kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Because, and they addressed it, that's not out of the realm of possibility. They talked about Haunting of Hill, the original Haunting of Hill House back in the 50s, used a real skeleton. And
0: Frankenstein.
1: And Pirates of the Caribbean, The Ride. When, if you don't know this, this is a real thing. When Disneyland first opened, the Imagineers didn't think that the fake skeletons in like the grotto scene were convincing enough, so they went to the UCLA Medical Center and used real human skeletons, which I think is awesome. I think that's a great piece of trivia, and it yeah. works. I mean, it, it, it uses the effects. These are people that have donated their bodies to science um, for research, and most of the time, when their skeletons are just used for teaching and, and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, and you're immortalized. I mean, it's a little grim, but like you're immortalized on this ride. Yeah. For I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a it's very weird area. People deal with death and, and bodies differently. In different ways. It doesn't really bother me because, I mean, one of my secondary career paths is I kind of want to be a mortician. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> death doesn't really bother me. If you can already tell, death doesn't bother <laughs> me as much, but I do understand that people take it very seriously sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, Because, I mean, that's a family member, you know, yeah. it's, it's a very psychological thing.
0: But, but, the skeletons and poltergeists are not real. real. Someone made them. <laughs> the special effects designer came onto this little documentary and was like, I mean, like, no, I made these. Like, it's cool that you thought they were real, but no, I made yeah. these. These so, are a set dressing. <laughs> so, like, what
1: I thought where he was going with it was, you know, I appreciate that people thought my work was convincing enough that it was real. But he was very angry that people were insinuating that because, quote-unquote, real skeletons were used, that that's the reason why all these people are dead.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: And he's like, I find that insulting. It's insulting to victims. It's insulting to their families who Mm -hmm. have to live with that. It's insulting to the cast and crew who had to deal with calls
0: from, like, the National Enquirer and, like... The director could... Was it the director who couldn't get a phone call for the next, like, three weeks after the movie came out, that wasn't someone being like, hey, you know about her death? Yeah. And it was caused by ghosts.
1: It's not even even just the, like, running stories that, like, oh, maybe they caused her death. It's people blaming them. Yeah. Being like, you didn't let the dead, like, lay to rest, you know, all that nonsense where it's, like, blaming these people for life just happening. Yeah. Blaming people for tragedies. Which already weighs on a fractured consciousness oh, too much and yeah, i mean man. i can only imagine what those people had to go through and it's it's really rough because for like especially with like linda blair someone like linda blair mm-hmm. who's now forever synonymously linked with this role yeah that life afterwards is never going to be the same even if yeah. you can pull out of it and do something. I mean, like it's not nearly the right type of correlation. But, like people like Robert Pattinson and Daniel Radcliffe who've like tried to distance themselves from their past roles because they want to do acting again. Yeah, but they weren't in like The, the Exorcist. First like, like film. Linda Blair is until like even when she dies. And have, like one day when she dies, She's all of, credited as all the star of Exorcist. the like eulogies, like that reporters and stuff. Right, we're gonna talk about The Exorcist. And it seems that she's kind of made her peace with that enough that she's like, it's made me who I am. Um, And she's happy with her life. But there's people that don't have that choice. Like people like Heather O'Rourke's family who they didn't make that decision for themselves. And that decision was made for them because their daughter is dead. Because even if Heather O'Rourke had lived and gone on to be an actress or hell, even just give up acting and decide she wanted to do something else. Yeah. I mean, then it's the, it's it's a, it's to a lesser degree. Yes. But they don't have that choice. Exactly. And it's linked with the death of their daughter, which is real to them. It's not real to a lot of people because it's just the girl from the guys. To them, it's Heather. Yeah. It's their daughter. <sighs> that was heavy. <laughs> I, mean, I don't need to bum you out, but I mean, this is like I went into this going like, oh man, the curse. Or like learn some curse stuff. stuff. And, I, mean, and like, then I was
0: like, nah, dude. Life just kind of sucks sometimes. Yeah, and I mean, I don't...
1: I'm going to speak for both of us. I don't think we were counted in the type of people that, like, blamed Toby Hooper no. for the deaths of Dominique Dunn and Heather Argan. Like, when I heard the, the skeleton story, or, like, this, the, I was misinformed. like, the killer and the exorcist, those were just interesting stories to me. Yeah. Like, if they use real skeletons, like, cool. It, it's like an extra bit of, like, factoid for, like, when you're watching with someone to be like, you know they use real skeletons? Yeah. Like,
0: that's cool It's, it's a fun fact for us. It's not like, uh, we believe in this. Yeah, like, and and we're going to live and die yeah. and breathe
1: And, and this. now that I know it's not real, like, my life isn't totally different. It's just kind of like, well, I know more about it, and I know... It's now, like, if someone tries to bring up that factoid, you can be like,
0: well, actually... Like, they actually
1: cool. weren't, but credit to... I, I got to look we got to look up the guy's name who actually did the practical effects for Poltergeist because oh, it was like fantastic. truly to inspire like years of like uh, um, i guess like urban legend and and this whole curse you're a damn good at effects like yeah. you got some really really great credits um especially for a movie that was made way back like this isn't now like, th- this movie didn't have like an enormous budget or you know, the years and years of, like, various techniques and mm-hmm. and all of this stuff. So,
0: it's it's super impressive. And I'm... Please feel the air. I'm trying to look for this command's um, name. <laughs> but, yeah, this guy... And I'm intrigued at some point to watch the remake of Poltergeist. I know I'm not going to like it as much yeah. as the original. But I'm intrigued we'll to see, see it a watch. <laughs> I'm intrigued to see how they deal with a modern retelling of it. Mm-hmm. About even just the practical effects themselves. Because... This guy, he put, you can tell he put everything into this project because he created some really iconic things. But now, since the remake was done in 2015, I want to say, I can only imagine that they used so much of the, um... My computer just died, so I won't be looking it up anymore.
1: Uh, no, but the, that's one of the big problems I feel like a lot of people do have like with remakes is that I mean, this is now devolved into a, a sound like a, a special effects conversation when we find this man's name. <laughs> but it is, it is very true where it's when people remake a movie, part of what gave it the like notoriety originally is the effects. I mean, they're very stand out for the time. I mean, people haven't seen something like that. and to make it look so real, when obviously it is not, is very interesting. Like, I would think a lot of people' arguments with modern movies and even remakes is, like, the use of CGI. Like, CGI blood, CGI effects, this and that. Like, it can look kind of bad. Yeah. Um, and I get that. So that's one of the reasons I'm a little afraid of this Poltergeist remake is, like, they're going to do a lot of, like, they're going to make homages or blatant ripoffs, call it whatever you like. Uh, yeah. It can be one or the other. It's all a matter of interpretation. But... It's they're gonna be they're gonna be recreating the shots with probably CGI. I mean, if they do it practically, great. I mean, that's awesome. But Craig Reardon, Craig Reardon, I found him. Craig Reardon, <laughs> he looks the same, right? We know it's the same guy. It's the same guy. Okay, cool. Craig Reardon is the badass that made the skeletons and the the corpses. Because they're not even just skeletons; they're like decomposing corpses. Like they still got like a little bit of skin on them, you know. They're they're moving around like they're creepy looking. They're in the water. I mean, it's. Please go watch Poltergeist, even just for that scene. I mean, watch
0: it. I feel like it. it does the respect of uh, what he was also the special effects makeup designer for Child's Play three, Man. which is just kind of fun. <laughs> cool.
1: I mean, I actually know a, a specific kill in that movie that I love that he probably did. Oh, so, yeah. so props to him for making that. Um, Represent. He was in Buffy.
0: He worked on Buffy too. Uh, you
1: know, I'm gonna. So the two treats that I'm definitely gonna give you. I don't know which one's for Christmas or which one's for your birthday, but one of them is going to be. I'll let you talk about Ghostbusters on a bonus episode oh, man, or as, a, as an episode proper, but definitely on a bonus episode because it's a TV show. We can talk about Buffy and Angel if you want. Oh, to. we're going to. <laughs> don't you
0: wait? I'm going to make sure you at least watch some of it before we watch a work. little bit. But I'm I'll watch make you more. watch more. Of it. I'll watch more.
1: I mean, I'll. This will be one. That'll be one. Definitely where you talk more than I do. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I mean, so if if, if this episode didn't. If the first episode covering these two movies didn't, you know, really make you want to go watch these movies, hopefully this does because you just are proving the marketing of that Scandal and, like, Cool Story sells movies. Mm -hmm. But in this case, they're also great movies. Please go watch them. (laughs) They're very, very good. Um, And I think that now because you have this extra background information... It's cool to go and see movies knowing what you know. Yeah. Especially because, I mean, we'll get into it more when we cover, like, franchises where if you know the actors and you know their work and, you, and whatnot, it's kind of cool to see them do something. Like, um, a grand, we we, so we started watching Heroes a couple weeks ago. I got yes. I got Danny into Heroes, which is one of my favorite shows, which stars Milo Ventimigula. <sighs> and one of the reasons that I know it is because one of my cousins... And my, a bunch of my extended family were into the show, and one of them got into it because Milo Antonego used to be on Gilmore Girls. Yes. And they're like, well, he's in this new show, I don't know if I'll like it, but I like him. Yeah. So I think horror movies can do the same thing, where even if you aren't a horror fan, seeing one of, like, your favorite stars, like, in a horror movie, like, it's like, oh, cool, like, I like them, you oh, know, yeah. maybe I like the movie, and then, like... There's a lot of different ways that horror can, like, slowly bring you in oh, without you expecting, because it's like, maybe you did like it all, maybe you would have liked it all along, and, mm-hmm. you know, there was something else in the way. Yeah. Um, and then i will cover it for about this time. We've probably bummed the viewers out enough yeah. <laughs> to watch the movies, I hope out of pity. <laughs> um, so yeah, there is two cursed quote-unquote movies, and our not cursed, they're just... Movies that are They're also just good. movies that
0: happen to have some yep. tragedies that surround it. Yep.
1: And I mean, that's the reason they persist to this day. And that's the reason it's this trip, true. these two jackasses are covering them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You have a good day. Stay Have spooky. a good day. <laughs> <laughs> have a good day. That's a new one.
0: <laughs> Stay spooky, my friends. Party on.